Greetings. The episode of 33 North 96 West that you are about to hear or see is actually the second in a two-part episode. We were just having so much fun when we were recording this conversation that we talked for almost two hours. So, of course, you're welcome to just tune into this episode as a standalone, or if you would like, we recommend clicking back to the previous episode and listening to that one first so that you get the benefit of the full conversation. Okay, here we go. What you're saying, Terry, is I can choose, which to me bring, brings it to the level of the conscious mind. Or, and I'm using the word mind, the conscious self, the aware self. So is there there's a relationship between becoming more aware and becoming more conscious and giving oneself the permission to discern and choose, right? Is that where you're headed? Oh, it's articulated so well because yes, that is our experience. And when I say our, I'm, I'm speaking of the collective, but especially those who are, I don't want to say especially that, that let me reword that because that makes it sound like I'm including and excluding what I mean is from a, from a personal perspective to, to kind of support what you were saying is I too have done quite a bit of that. I've always been a rebel in certain aspects, but it came at the expense of, okay, I'm going to try all these other ways first. Yes. And then that's kind of the last, that's kind of when I, okay, I'm at the end of my limit or I'm at the end of my rope or this is the last straw, whatever phrase you want to input in there. But absolutely. and. It, I, so back to what it says, we as a society, that is what we're taught, conditioned, programmed. The majority, of, going back to when I said I don't want to include or exclude, um, as a strong sensitive, as a strong empath, I'm an extremely strong empath. I feel, sense, hear, see so much of what's going on outside of just me. So even though I bring everything in internally, I'm much about inner authority intuition, all of that within, I'm very observant and aware of the external. So observer, witness, whatever you want to say there, um, I am able to really be mindful of that. And again, kind of ascertain what, what does and doesn't work for me, but it took me, yes, probably more than half of my lifetime to say, wait a minute, this isn't, this doesn't fit. It's like I'm trying to put a shoe that's two, three sizes too small on me and trying to force myself to wear them and exist. And yes. it just doesn't fit. It's a square peg in a round hole. Whichever yes. analogy uh, mm-hmm. illustrates, it's exactly that. And, and the yeah. reality is, okay, I'm going to make a bold statement. Maybe this is not that bold. Every single human being is facing and will continue to face some level of conditioning. Um, and actually at one level, we can acknowledge that that's, that's the point. Like you have to come into an environment or an experience or a physical life experience that has contrast, uh, so that you can experience the contrast and then discern. But I think, I think one thing that we may agree on and, and that we're, we're saying, uh, hopefully to empower anyone who may ever hear this, is part of the experience is coming into awareness 
of your unconscious programming, conditioning, and then playfully challenging that within yourself. And then lightly, you know, we're, I'm not asking anybody to, to just throw off every structure. I mean, we have some brilliant, wonderful structures on our planet today. Um, and I think we have some even more exciting structures that may come in the future. And I think there are going to be several episodes of conversation that we may have just brainstorming about how structures could be improved. Um, but, but I don't think that many of us, in, especially in the culture where I grew up and where I've lived for most of my life, like it doesn't seem like we're active, that anyone is actively encouraging me to question and evaluate. And maybe we don't want to do that as a collective. Maybe, you know, systems don't change until the people that they serve um, invite them to evolve. So the the first step to doing that is to just be honest and 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 observe. Uh, and I'd like to find a way to make this really really real with a real example. Um, and so maybe I'm just going to say, I can just use, this is ob, this is an obvious one that I don't mind sharing. So I grew up in a fairly conservative community in North Central Texas, and it's not that anyone was actively uh, insisting that that I not be homosexual or have a preference for men. I mean, it, wa- it wasn't really outwardly addressed, but, and the reason that it wasn't was that I was so conscious and self-aware as a very young person that I kind of just already understood that that wasn't okay for me. I mean, that's kind of like the attitude that I adopted based on the environment where I was living. This is wrong. It's a sin. You know, I'm doing my quotation marks again. And that's just one layer of deconditioning that I've shed uh, as I as I grew into consciousness and young adulthood and and into adulthood. It's like, well, this was the belief system, the structure that I was born into, but that structure makes my natural way of being wrong, and it's teaching me that it's wrong to offer my love to another man. Well, is that how is that the world I want to live in, right? Um, and what is my role in in the creation of the world as, as it is continuing to evolve? It, uh, what kind of example do I want to set for the young people in my environment or anyone who may be in observation of me moving through my life that I'm going to uh, hide from the way I am or that I'm going to stand up for the way I am? Are you tracking with all this? I mean, that's just one example. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and thank you for sharing that. Well, you're welcome. It's, it, it is a, is a prime example Yeah. for sure. Um, one of the things that was coming to me earlier, just before, I mean, when we started talking about outer authority and then even more so when you were sharing that is that I, I mentioned earlier giving you know, maybe even giving a couple of scenarios or specific examples. And I think that is, is just prime information for others to think about or to sit with, whatever, you know, whatever you feel called to do um, with more specific scenarios. Because it, I started kind of talking about, what, what did I say, the very 
the community, what, what, you know, the institutions, the organizations, et cetera. So now we're dialing it in to more personal aspects or experiences and or scenarios that others can 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 view can look at and then can say okay now how might this apply to my life it, your scenario and my scenario or your i shouldn't say scenario because that that's a moment to moment thing but your your life experience and my life experience is only are only going to be two of the collective experiences if you will that are out there yes okay everyone so, yes. everyone okay. specific and everyone unique Right. And, and so I think sharing of the individual experiences on various levels in our sharing with the audience to me is so important because that's when I see people get a lot of ahas or epiphanies. And, and so I'm going to extend an invitation to those out there. And I do this with my clients and students and just in general in life when I feel the call to do so is perhaps, or consider, I'll, I'll often say consider this, rather than taking a specific, to sort of go deeper than the community and organizations and institutions, the invitation would also be, if you're looking at an individual and their story, if you will, their experience, these are again loose words because it's way bigger than that, but to just try to articulate it, also sometimes individuals will still do the same concept I was talking about. Oh, that's my story. I resonate with that. Let me take that off the shelf. And again, they'll start following that individual, all their ways, all their teachings, and they'll get so enmeshed and immersed in that. A word that came up pretty strongly this last week in conversation with one of my uh, colleagues, students, clients, all of the above, we've had quite a strong relationship for quite some time, was enmeshment. Yes. So I can say, oh, his story is my story, or et cetera. Her story is my story. And, and it's and, the replacing it, of one belief, or belief system or structure actually with another, but it looks like you're actually opening up to your own choices and beliefs, but in yes. reality, you're just doing the same thing with a different source. And, and don't we all go through that as well? Yes. I mean, we do. So yes, that was what was coming through as you were speaking. Um, I, I was going to kind of share not so much about my whole life experience, because quite frankly, right now, that's not really coming to me, but that's okay. What's coming to me to share is more as a recent, if you will, circumstances I've either been involved in or observed. Um, but, but it's that whole thing of, so, so let's just tie that to some of the, to, and I'm not going to list any specifics, but if you could even tie that to world affairs, that's what's trying to come through right now mm -hmm. because of the energetics and where things are. If you look at world affairs and you say, oh, again, that person has a similar story as mine, or they have a similar um, affiliation or identification. Again, these are, it's so hard with words sometimes. But let me take that off the shelf and say, you know what, if they have that, if that's how they express themselves and self-identify, we'll just use these loosely words. 
his words loosely, um, then that means I need to adopt their beliefs, whether it be about politics, religion, medical choices, food choices, diet. I need to adopt, I need to totally absorb what they're doing because we have such a similar uh, yeah. common, common, something in common. What's the phrase that's trying to come to me? Um, but I know you understand what I'm saying. You know, yes. I, I've got so much in common with them and I have such resonance with their, their, their sharing. So I'm going to do the same here. And to me, that's like a deeper level of what we've been talking about, about outer authority. It can be with an individual. It's not just always more community. Absolutely. I mean, I think, I think it is great to acknowledge how you can co-create and be co-resonant with, with some people around you to seek community. But there's a balance. I think this is what you're saying. There's always a balance between maintaining your your specific autonomy and being a part of the collective. There's this kind of pulsating ebb and flow in that relationship. Uh, and, and and your role is to always, as much as possible, as much as possible, be authentic in in that environment. And so finding some level of kind of core self-awareness or core stability so that you can carry it through all of those situations. Yes. I, I, to me, that is the entire crux, if you will, of this conversation. Yeah. Um, where, where we are basically sending, extending an invitation to others to, to come to. Uh, and I'm going to give just a real, like very, excuse me, I've got, all kinds of gnats joining me now. Oh, okay. They like your energy. <laughs> they do. It's okay. Um, I'm one with I'm one with nature and one with Mother Earth. Okay, so I'm just gonna give some phrases that I personally have used and that I have extended invitations to others. What I mean by this is these are ways that you can observe, witness, be a part of community, whether it's in a one-to-one relationship or a small group or a large group. Whatever that is, you have, it goes back to using the words, um, you know, Jared used earlier about, about your rights. It, it is your absolute right. It is your absolute sovereign ability and power and obligation and responsibility. And privilege. Those might be really strong words. Privilege. There's the other one. Yeah. And um, so I use some really strong words there, but um, yes, privilege to say, okay, I'm going to witness whatever let's just say it's in conversation again one-to-one or in group i'm going to receive what they're saying i'm going to listen i'm going to be i'm going to listen that's a whole nother topic is that so many are so ready for a defense statement like they're they're formulating their response that they're not listening but if you truly listen and witness and observe even if everything in your body says oh my gosh this is not true everything in your psyche your mind your heart your soul your your horror, your womb, whatever, if everything within you says, oh, that's not truth for me. Again, try to be the witness and stand out and say, okay. And these are phrases that I actually use with people or that clients or students use that have shared with me. I can say, and this is an energy, so I'm not telling you to quote me. This is an energy. You can basically say, oh, okay, I I hear you and I really appreciate you sharing your perspective or your truth, your experience, 
and then say, I would, you know, there, there are ways you can approach it. I would like to share how that resonates with me or how maybe my perspective sees that, or it can be as simple as these three words. I say this often to people. I honor you. It can be that simple. Yeah. And what I'm saying is I'm not excluding what you're saying. I'm not trying to override or bypass with a different explanation, a different belief, a different behavior. I'm just saying I honor you in you being you. And it's amazing what phrases like that can do to shift people. I, I have had a recent experience with a small group where there were, I'll, I'll just say, suggestions, strong, powerful suggestions through words of things to do and not to do, behaviors to engage in and not to engage in, um, how to use your your self-expression, your voice, your, I'm, I'm kind of like holding my throat chakra as I say this, how you self-express. So it, there were many scenarios around this, but it all had to do with somebody um, and I don't mean a one person, I'm talking in general, someone else in the group expressing really what they're doing is expressing where they are in their moment and what their truth is in that in that uh, point in time of their journey, which may change tomorrow and may not. It might be a strong hold for them of their truth and resonance. But I've got to, again, it goes back to, I can choose to say, oh yeah, you know, overall, I really resonate with them and overall their energy really speaks to me and I like their energy and I like their message. So that must mean I need to adopt that as well. Uh, and that's something to think about. Yeah, because, I'm totally tracking. And, and I'll add to yeah. this, uh, to this conversation, a, a particular way of understanding a dynamic and you may be kind of getting to this too, but um, bringing, so let's bring in the concept of how one how one defines one's self-worth, um, there's inner and outer authority that can potentially, okay, I'm not even good. I don't want to take the word authority out of it. Maybe there, there are inner and outer sources of, of, uh, of, uh, feeling acknowledged or validated. Okay. So, so there may be circumstances where you're where you're moving through your life and you need someone else to validate your perspective in order for you to feel worthy um or you need them to they need you to validate them or you need them to validate you mm -hmm. I, I, there there's a dynamic of this especially within groups and especially as you get to know people better and you really care about them and you know that they care about you, uh, but there's a slippery slope there when your when your self worth is sourced through through the outer rather than turning inward. And maybe you were getting at that. Is that are you tracking with me? It is so important not to exclude what you just said. I, you know, and sometimes it's so easy again for us to get so enmeshed in, in our conversation that. Um, these are such excellent points because that is a part of our process and a part of our journey of coming into how we integrate and embody our own inner authority. It, it's kind of, you know, we, we've talked before about Esther Hicks talking about in order for you to know what you want, you need to know what you don't want. 
that's just one example that to connect to that is yeah. I, I, you know, I need to have these experiences without these human physical experiences um, that that create reactions in my physical, mental, emotional, spiritual bodies without those sometimes I might not necessarily know, okay, what is my truth? What, what is my inner authority and how do I understand that and read that? It is, it's so important. And even when you have really gotten to know yourself, like when you know yourself really well, you know what resonates and what doesn't, or what types of energies do or don't resonate. When you actually know how to read each individual moment and experience, even then, it is so, it, you know, it's just so empowering to be validated or to be affirmed from someone else who can resonate with what you're speaking. And, and that's the thing. If you're in alignment, you're going to have those people and circumstances come in and out of your life as needed um, to support that. I think it's important to mention because rather than me at this part of my journey, Rather than me seeking so much, okay, I need people. Th- there's a phrase that I don't use at all. Um, this is not at all a an insult to those who do, but it again for me personally it doesn't resonate, and that is like-minded. So my journey, I'm not seeking someone to think like I think. I'm not seeking for like-minded. I'm seeking more for. I guess if you were to put a different phrase to it, more like. Um, similar energetics or frequencies. So you can have a different view or different opinion, not think just like I do. And we still can be in complete (laughs) simpatico, if you will, you know, we can just still say, oh yes, we have such resonance around this or whatever. Um, So I do think those affirmations and validations from someone that you truly resonate with in any given moment, I think that's really powerful. It's empowering in our journey. The the discernment is the word that Jared used earlier. And I'm going to share a funny because I love humor. And to me, this is funny. It may or may not be to you. But years ago, when I was writing my very first uh, public speaking engagement, I would audio record as I was driving. I was doing quite a bit of driving at the time. And I would just audio record what was coming through so that later I could Uh, compile that into a speech, if you will. And I was driving down the road and I had been really contemplating this thing between judgment and discernment. So rather than me saying, ah, there's aspects of you that I don't believe or resonate, I don't believe the same beliefs as you or whatever, however I want to say that, the huge difference, a different topic for a different time, but between judgment and discernment. And what I said, I'm driving down the road and I'm talking about judgment, just kind of going on and on about you know, not really understanding this concept of judging others for their beliefs and them living in their truth, it would be hypocritical for me to expect that when that doesn't, you know, resonate with me. And what came out of my mouth was, oh my gosh, it's discernment. And then I said, yes. And so I said on my recording, oh my gosh, that's brilliant. I have to use that. And so I actually made that part of my speech because I found it so funny that i thought what came into me was so brilliant and it's like it's okay it's okay to think I've just received the most brilliant intel if you will or epiphany it's 
but how do we get there? Because I process it. I receive from others. I observe. I have conversation. I receive validation for me to be me. And for me, that's what the validation and affirmation is for. Not for me to have the exact same thoughts, beliefs, behaviors, but for me to say, oh my gosh, they see me. Yeah. They hear me. They honor me. Yes. Even if, even if you're different from them, even if your, your mind is in a different place, even if, and, and I think ultimately, I mean, I'm inspired to, to see where humanity is headed because my, my intuition, my inner impulse is to believe that it is not only possible, but probable for us to be evolving in our consciousness as a collective to a point where we have billions of individual spiritual beings living a human life experience on this planet, and we are celebrating each individual being for exactly who and what they are under all conditions. Like they all have a part to play, right? And and we get caught into this trap of like, and and I, I love, for instance, when I've been involved in social media, I'm kind of on a hiatus from that right now, but I love people pushing like, just like the next person. But at the end of the day, like what what if you what if you are one of those one rare beings that has something very different, very special, and very unique to bring into the world in this incarnation? And what if you find yourself in a point where you're actually getting zero validation from outside yourself? I want so much for every individual person to know that if you don't get any likes on your post and if no one validates what you're feeling, you have the right to validate yourself. Even if no one else does. Indeed. I mean, to me, that is part of the evolution of, again, honoring and trusting your own inner authority. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's I mean, hard sometimes. I mean, I have not. had the unique pleasure of having every aspect of my ego annihilated. Like every <laughs> single piece of it. The unique pleasure. Yeah. Yes, yes. And it's like, yes. there's no one here. I don't have anything left. And so, so who's going to look after me? Well, what I learned from that is I can either kind of be down in the dumps and be glum about my life and get depressed and hang out there, which is okay. And I've done that. And a lot of us move through that path or down that path. It's just a part of being human. But I can also say, you know what? I'm, I'm no less worthy than anybody else walking this planet. We all face contrast and challenge and difficulty. And I can validate myself. I know what's in my heart. I know that my heart has been pure in these situations. And even if I don't get any likes, I can post this thing. And even if no one agrees with me, I can say these words. You know, if I have something to say, I can say it. You know, I, I, I like the idea that that's where we're headed. And, and this is really hard. It's getting into a deep area of myself, I think. But I, that's where I was called to take the conversation. And so important right now for everybody. 
for everybody, for humanity to recognize that it, so this might be, this might be a little bold. Um, I like as bold. one who, as one who really does, uh, another phrase that's used out there often is, you know, one who really works. I, I, I don't even want to say works. Um, I used to call it work. Now it's just my being, it, yeah. beingness, yeah. my essence. But as one who honors self-mastery, immensely honors self-mastery of self and others, it, it is so important to me for each individual to be able to come into their own self-mastery. And the bold aspect of this is my observations often um, in community, in society, is that there is such a large aspect and energy around group think. That's just one phrase out there. Mm-hmm. Um, it ties back to talking earlier. Again, I've got all these things on a shelf and I can pull one off the shelf and say, this is mine because this is what this group is doing. And I'm going to learn Meaning I'm going to remove myself from self and I'm going to learn how to believe that way, act that way, interact that way. Or I can, again, take the different aspects, which that's honoring one's individual self and truth and sovereignty and inner authority. Uh, but, But the programming that we talked about earlier, the general programming, the majority of society um, are of a different personality type and different blueprint than than you and I are, Jared, based off our conversations and our knowing of each other. Um, we, I feel, uh, again, not to project, but we've talked about this. That's kind of our, uh, I guess, our invitation, if you will, from source, from spirit, is to be here and to express it, to be able to recognize that there are the those out there that are not in the um, majority of blueprints that say, okay, we're going to pick one of these and we're going to adopt that. And then that's going to be how we navigate life. To be the rebel, if you will, to be the unique one, to be uniquely different, to be that. There are so many out there. Honestly, this is one of the biggest things people tell me. I am so glad you gave me permission to be me. Yeah, That's what they want. Yeah, They want permission to be them. So to expand upon that, I feel my invitation is to the entire world, not just those who have a blueprint similar to mine. I don't care if we are completely polar opposite. I, I, I just like have this vision and this energy space that I can exist in where all of humanity remembers that they have freedom and they have choice. Yes. (laughs) And it may not lead, uh, people, I'm going to continue with your language, like people with a, with a blueprint, uh, that, that is drastically different from ours that, that aren't going to be resonating with a lot of what we're talking about. That's okay too. If they're being authentic and honest, they won't follow this train of, of thinking this way of being. It, it's not resonant for them. And actually, that's the point of diversity. I mean, evolution requires it. Like, we have to have 
a broad spectrum of people that are different, having different experiences in order for this thing to balance itself, this, you know, this universe, it depends on what scale we're going to discuss, but all of, all of them are required in the grand scheme of things for this thing to work. And so any, any, um, projection and honestly when you get to this level of the conversation you can actually say that it is right and appropriate for some people to project and it is right and appropriate for some people to acquiesce to others projections upon them and all of it is right and perfect and there's no reason to question any of it anyway i guess what i'll say is i could have lived the rest of my life suppressing the fact that i have aquarius ascendant and uh uranus is my chart ruler and neptune is in my 11th house and i'm my Pluto's over here and I'm supposed to like dredge up all this stuff from my unconscious and blah, blah, blah. I didn't have to acknowledge all of that. I could have lived my life in suppression or in denial of those aspects of, of who I really am. And you know, that, that stuff, like in my experience, I, I've never been one that used uh, astrology or any other kind of system as a, as a divination tool or like, I want I want someone to tell me what my future is. That's, that's not what led me to it. In my case, it's like I want to find some way of <laughs> I'm I'm going to use an external uh, source of authority here. I'm having this internal experience. Uh, how do I know that I'm just not completely psychotic and crazy? Well, what if I can look outside myself to find some way of understanding what I'm experiencing internally? So I look at. Uh, Myers-Briggs. I look at human design. I look at Gene Keys. I look at astrology. And through all of these systems, you know, there's a published book for each of these systems. And I can read what these things say about me specifically. And it's like, yep, I've lived that. Yep, I've lived that. Yep, that's that's true. Oh, that's what's happening. Okay. Now, all of a sudden, I can say, well, I've had this internal experience. I've had this external validation. And, and I'm finding a balance between those two. But it helps me, it helps to empower me to be me. And I, as I'm saying that, I can also say some people probably aren't designed to look at any of these things. And some people are never going to tune into this podcast series. And that's okay. So I guess maybe what we're arriving at is we're kind of identifying a bit about who our fractal is. And I think that the people who are ready or are looking to hear the messages that we have to offer between the two of us are, we hope that they will find it, right? Yes. Perfect timing, hopefully. Like, I, I love Putting it out. Yeah. We're putting it Putting out it there. in the vortex, right? That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In the field yeah. for those who it is to um, reach, I guess I should say. Right. I think we'll learn who's listening as we publish more episodes. Yes. And I want to add to that, that we, okay. So in the very expressing of it, speaking it, expressing it, it's, uh, it's now in the quantum field. Yes. Even if we actually never mm -hmm. publish it. It's yeah. already, I mean, I, heard, I read this great quote, and I can't remember where I read it, but it talked about um, the nature, 
the physical nature of sound waves. Uh, and it, su- it suggested that, you know, just to contemplate this, like when you emanate a, a sound, a vibration from your throat, that sound continues all the way to the edges of the universe. Yes. Like it may dissipate, it may get weaker, but and just imagine that. Like every time you speak, because oftentimes people say words have power, and I totally agree. Uh, and I totally agree with what you said earlier about how sometimes when we have to try to find words for something, we diminish it by bringing it into verbal form. But this is the literal understanding, the physical, literal understanding of the power of words. It's literally energy emanating from you into the cosmos. I've expressed through my journey many times in many years is that, and I still get pretty frequent messages from, from others asking about this. Uh, but to simplify the message is your purpose is to be you, to express the essence that is you, that is my perspective and my truth is that I'm not here to just go through the motions. I'm not here to adopt the energy and essence and expectations of others, because then that's not me living my purpose. My purpose is to be that. And so regardless of how that looks and how it comes to form, just by nature of us having this conversation, we are expressing our essence and our own individual frequency, energy, body, and um, trying to remember a word that was has escaped me, but as you were saying, it goes to the edges of the universe. And so whether I sit in a forest and talk to you from miles and miles and miles away, or whether I'm sitting in front of you and having these expressions, they are still, regardless, you know, they're in the quantum field, they've reached the edge of the universe and beyond. They are us honoring our own essence and truth and purpose, if you will. Yes. And I think a good topic idea for a future conversation is to get into the nature of tapping into the shared energy, the collective field, like, uh, and I think there are multiple levels we can talk about this. Maybe, maybe we decide this is the next time we talk, but like, <laughs> like uh, I've been studying uh, or, or asking this question from the perspective of realizing uh, art and, and create, you know, creativity, the nature of creativity, like, uh, oftentimes to me, like it seems when I'm in the in the best flow state, the ideas aren't ideas that I'm having, but rather ideas that are being realized and received through me. And so today mm. we have brilliantly, I think, touched on kind of the concept of how we receive and perceive and then emanate with regards to authority and choices, but maybe the next step in our conversation is to broaden it and talk about 
what we are collectively making, what the collective field is like, and what our individual role is with regards to that collective. I know we have all had our own individual, personal transition through this time. Um, but on a, a larger scale than I've ever seen before, I've been working with collective energy for several years. And I'm usually able to discern and decipher what is personal for me to move through during this, this massive shift, if you will, or time, and what is me seeing it through the lens of my previous experiences and how I can support the collective through that? Yes. So this time and this this information, I, I yeah, I started it because this just feels so important. This is a time of such newness. Like this recent shift was so visceral mm. that I believe I feel or I view or I experience it in observation and self that there seems to be more of the, for me, for me personally, more of this quote teeter totter effect, the scale of, oh, it's mine. Oh, it's, it's collective. Oh, it's mine. Oh, it's collective. And you just spoke to that in, yeah. in the way you worded it is that, okay, so for me, it had really has been about coming back to whatever I perceive in the moment that it is, that's what I am to do. So if I perceive this as completely 100% personal and things to look at from my experiences, it doesn't mean that I haven't done a significant amount of evolution and expansion and growth in that area. It doesn't mean that we don't need to take it on as oh, I just thought I did that. Now something's broke or what did I miss or what? It, we don't need to do that. Because again, if you've got this whole new way for humanity and the earth to, to be, yes. then obviously you're, that's part of the clearing of the old templates and paradigms. You have to experience it to process it and, and, and allow it to transmute. So yeah. that's been a strong aspect of where I've experienced. And so rather than me, uh, cause I did, I, I went through several weeks of just this, Oh my gosh, why is this personal coming back up and what am I missing? And, and really seriously, and I want to say this to, I want to say this to others, whatever, whatever podcast this gets infused into, this feels important. The self-sabotaging of constantly asking ourselves, what did I miss? What did I do wrong? How was I so blindsided? Yeah. How did I not see this or understand this? Or why did this shift? Or why am I here again? Or who can I call upon to help me? Or what techniques do I need to do to shift this back to how it was? The answer is... It's not going to be the going. way it was. <laughs> okay, I have to I have to drop this quote in from Snow Patrol, and we'll decide if we have to censor one word out, and then I want want you to continue on anything that you needed to say after this. But this is perfect. So, there's a song from the Snow Patrol's recent album, uh, Wildness. Don't fall in love with the way things were. It will f- up your mind. <laughs> And that is exactly where we are. <laughs> oh, what great laughter just came out of me. Yes, thank you. Uh, 
resonance. <laughs> yes. Resonance. We just, so, we can't do that. The thing we are changing and the, the construct, the matrix, the universe we are living in is in evolution too. And if we get fixated on trying to move through any life experience based on paradigms that are inflexible, you're setting yourself up for pain and, and suffering. Mm-hmm. So be in the moment, as you said, Terry. Like I'm reminding myself of this on a daily basis. Like right now, in this moment, what what is happening? What's the energy? What am I doing right now? Like let the past go. Don't misuse my energy worrying about what's coming. Like be here now. That's Ramdas. I I quote myself. I said to you, Jared, I don't even know time frame, probably about a month ago, but I said, oh my gosh, I'm in complete psychosis right now. Yeah. <laughs> and I just thought, what have I done? How did I get here? I haven't been here in so long. I don't even know what this feels like and what to do with this. Why? You know, all the whys. And then I realized just just in the very expressing of that, okay, I'm too in the mind. I'm so in my mind trying to create an understanding based off experience. Yeah. 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 Trying to explain this based on patterns of conditioning from the past. I mean, that's more conditioning. Yeah. It's like, okay. And, and in a moment, and this is speaking a little bit to Eckhart Tolle, and we could keep talking forever about, we're segueing into a whole other topic, but this is Eckhart Tolle. Um, In this moment, there, there is no psychosis. There is no problem except the denial of this moment. Like, Oh yes. It's, it's just, and actually, uh, I'm reminded also of this, uh, this great, it's a novel written by Dan Millman, The Peaceful Warrior. I think you've heard of it. This was one of the ways that I found, found to get into New Thought spirituality uh, early in my experience. But um, there's a line from it that I remember uh, where the wise old sage is asking the student, where are you? And the reply, the student replies, I'm here. What time is it? says the teacher. The student replies, it is now. What are you? asks the teacher. And the student replies, I am this moment. And nothing more. That I'm adding that. I am this moment. And I don't have to be anything more than that. I'm just a moment. Another segue into another episode. I have been strongly moving through the experiences over the last five weeks, I would say, probably longer, but in my conscious awareness. So probably this whole summer, I'll just say it. I'll expand upon that. Of um, the integration and embodiment of both being and inspired action. This is a huge thing that I am moving through and working with right now through programs, through mentorship, and through, of course, my own journey. Um, I had moved into such a strong state of being. Yeah. And I got really skilled at that. I knew how to be. I knew how to exist in just this moment and now this now moment and now this now moment to the point that the inspired action was not necessarily present. 
for quite some time. And even though it felt it, it wasn't inspired action. Again, it was what was the pattern before and what worked in this scenario before? Yeah. So the integration, and now I really can say that I have truly stepped into the part of the process or the journey of embodying both. So I can literally be while also receiving inspiration Yeah. that can then move into inspired action rather than thinking, well, I've already learned how to be, and that's what the teachings and the messages is just to be, so I don't need to do anything else. Um, yeah, that one, uh, that one came in pretty strong force of showing me that that's not entirely aligned. <laughs> you know, if you're, if you're only being and you're not also uh, sharing, doing and sharing and mm -hmm. all of that, then really are you serving all of your purpose? Because if your purpose is to be here and be the essence that you are and share that, then that part of the process, part of the journey is to just that, it's to be shared. So that was a big, uh, a big showing and telling yeah. to me as of late. And that it's a beautiful segue. So I wanted to add that again in where, wherever that will land, because I am getting, um, again, correspondence from others. And in so many words, that's what they're saying. Why am I having such elation and, and so many emotions of joy and happiness and love and elation at the same time, I'm having frustration and anger and sadness and depression. Mm. What is happening? And I'm saying this is the moment. This yeah. is the this is the collective experience right now. So. Yes, and you can contain all those paradoxes. <laughs> you can. You can. We are not trying to eliminate one and in, incorporate another. No, embrace yeah. all of it and trust all of it. Yes. All of it, every piece. So, in uh, honestly, my closing would be just that. Even though I didn't. Speak to that specific language throughout the uh, throughout these transmissions. We were talking of inner authority and outer authority, but where I am landing in that right now, and what all of my recent experiences moved me through, is that again, it's I call it I call it sacred duality. But that came to me from a beautiful teaching from a person called grandfather and uh i feel called to share that in the i feel called to share some information about the author that shares that if that speaks to you yes but it's a grandfather wisdom teaching he was apache uh, and he taught uh, tom brown who is a survivalist and a tracker and all of that. He taught him such deep wisdom. But anyway, he calls it sacred duality. And I am telling you, that set so strongly with me of resonance. It brought me to tears. I thought, yes, that is what I'm going to call it. So again, my message is all of these experiences we're having, these emotions, these feelings, these thoughts, these behaviors, my invitation to you is to step out of self-sabotage, to step out of self-sabotage and be the witness and observer of your own experiences and just understand that there is an inner authority here that is 
for me, the quote, final authority. I say quote because that's such a strong word of final, but it is the authority that guides me. It's my inner compass. It's my inner resonance meter. It's my inner truth. And it guides me. But also know that these experiences coming from outside of me are sacred experiences. They are opportunities for me to, again, see what brings me into balance. So I'm going to talk about, I'm just showing my hands real quick right now about a wobble. And I'm moving my hands back and forth. So we're in this wobble. We're in this, we, we, we humans and the earth are in a serious wobble right now. Mm. So everything is shaking and shifting. And if we can remind ourselves and remember not to be so hard on ourselves and not so self-sabotaging and understand there is an inner authority that knows that is such a strong, beautiful guide and companion and partner in your life. It is you. It's not separate. It is you. However, any aspects that you go through in your journey of self-development, of spiritual development, of self-actualization, self-mastery, self-responsibility, these are all experiences that are going to come into our human experience. And it's not any less sacred and it's not any less important. So my biggest invitation for years to people has been set your intention to not self-sabotage, not create the guilt, not create the shame, not create the blame inside or outside of you to just step in and say, I'm having this experience what is this an opportunity for? Yes. What What is this opportunity for? Yes. What does it show me? <laughs> yes. Thank you for that. That came through me so passionately it needed to be expressed. Yes. I think that's a brilliant way to, to wind it down. And if that feels right to you, I will actually only add one more thought, which is actually a question to leave us for this episode. Is that okay? Oh, absolutely. I've already got my eyes closed and I'm listening. I'm ready to receive. (laughs) So this is a question for everyone who may ever hear this and for, for you and I too. So this is the question. How much light can you hold? How much light can you hold? Yes. Is that correct? Yes. Mm. It's infinite. How much light can you hold? Hi there. Terry and I are so grateful that you joined us for this episode of 33 North 96 West. And we wanted to extend an invitation to you if you enjoyed this content, if you found it inspiring or provocative or at least interesting. We would appreciate it if you would hit that like button and subscribe if you want to stay tuned for future content. And above all, please share with anyone, any friends or family that you feel may benefit from being a part of these kinds of conversations. Many blessings to you and love and light on your journey. And we'll look forward to seeing you next time.